You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano, host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. Uh, Ulysses, it is Friday, which means it's time for another Ramblin' Rays segment where we bring on a listener as a guest co-host and do a little Q&A and have some fun and do some trivia with them. And we went far and wide and deep for this, uh, for, for today's guest. This one took a little bit of maneuvering. I mean, I felt like Kevin De Niro here, uh, and I'm sure you did too, trying to... Yeah get the time in order and, and, and actually get this all set up correctly because our guest is in a 13 hour difference. How about that? Samuel Bayless all the way over in Sydney, Australia. What blows my mind even more than the fact of the time difference is that didn't he say that it's like going to be their summer over there? Yeah. yeah. Like that just blows my mind how like another uh part across the earth it is there it's our basically our winter getting to that point and it's yeah. going to be their summer. It just blows my mind. It, it, isn't that cool like uh you just your whole life you go through Christmas if you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah um and it's not a cold holiday it's supposed to be a you know pretty sweltering heat yeah. with uh Santa Claus coming, you know? <laughs> And that's why they have the Australian Baseball League, where a lot go. of minor leaguers and a lot of raised minor leaguers go over there to play and perform. And look, I am forever indebted to Australia for the fact that they bring us uh, really good relievers, a yes. la Grant Balfour, Liam Hendricks, and uh, the amount of kickers and punters that they <laughs> bring to uh bring to the u.s and college football and professional football um look i enjoy it i enjoy it from there but we had a good talk with sam um became a Rays fan in, in 2010 to uh, get into how he watches the game how he became a baseball fan the status of baseball in australia very good stuff you know australia the rays in australia there's a little bit of a cult following there there, there was a new twitter account that was started Yes, Australia. Australia. So there's a yes. there's a movement, and I can tell you not to brag, but uh, Sam is not our only listener from Australia. We've got no, he's not more than a handful. I would yes. say yes. Uh, I think a handful is 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 about right, but maybe a little bit more. Maybe they they're um, they're not as so outspoken with us in, on Twitter yes. or emails or whatever it is, but, uh, it's, it's nice to see that the Australian, uh, downloads and listens, um, yes. for this podcast, uh, are pretty high up in Australia. That's really nice. Yes. John Cook, 
Yeah. Our buddy, John Cook is mad gray. Uh, in us. Yeah. Oof. Look, if we start going down the list of all, look, we, we don't, that's all we can list right now. There, <laughs> there's so many. That's right. There's a good handful, which I do, which we do definitely appreciate. So with that, without further ado, let's go ahead and go into our chatter with Samuel Bailey. All right, Ulysses, it is another edition of our Friday Ramblin' Rays segment where we bring on a uh, guest listener as a co-host of the program. And today, Ulysses, we, we reached far and wide for this guest, right? Yes, we, we had to get our calendar open, our, our time differences uh, set straight, and it actually worked out. Can you believe it? I know. Sometimes, hey, logistics help sometimes. Today, we have Samuel Bayless on the program all the way over in Sydney, Australia. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he's wearing an awesome Rays sweatshirt. There we yeah. go. I like that. I like that color and shade as well. Can we hoodie on? Yeah. <laughs> I like that color. I might have yeah, to. Yeah, that's nice. That's really nice. Yellow, yellow. Yellow. How you doing, Sam? How's everything uh, in Sydney, Australia at 11 p.m. this Friday? Yeah, it's good. It's not too bad over here. It's like uh, just before summer. So it's about a 20 to 25 sunny weather. We just had like a week of rain, but um, yes, the weather's been good. It's not too bad. So my first question is, and I, I don't know this offhand, but is the Australian baseball thing, Australia baseball league going to be a thing this year, or are they still deciding on what to do with that? Yeah, no, they are playing. Um, I'm not sure. Like I'm, I'd normally uh, support the Sydney blue Sox, um, but I think uh, some of the raised players, they sent some uh, players over to Perth, Perth heat. Um, some of the prospects, they play, I think they've got about four or five players in the Perth Heat. Um, but I'm not quite sure when that kicks off. It's normally around um, early early or late December. I'm not, not quite sure, but they are playing, yeah. Awesome. I, I want to yeah. stay on this. Uh, so can you tell us how many teams, how many divisions, how does it work in Australian baseball? Um, to be honest, I don't follow that closely. Okay. Um, I'm more of like, I, I'm following the, the Rays all the time, you know, like with a hot stove and everything. So I'm trying to find out what's going Give on. Give them a round of a hand. There we go. Um, hey, look at this. That's how yes. we do it. Making the effort. Um, I love it. But yeah, I was talking to a mate the other day and we thought um, we should go to a, a Blue Sox game um, this, this season. Um, yeah. Obviously, because of the short season with uh, the Rays, um, I was hoping to get a bit of baseball in, but uh, a bit more baseball in. So. Shortened season or extended with the playoffs, which is good. <laughs> right. Now, yeah. Sam, the uh, the Sydney Blue Sox, are they like a powerhouse or what is their uh, – where do they stand in the ABL ranks, I guess, typically? Um, to be honest, I, I don't know. I'd, like I okay. said, I don't follow it that closely. Um, I think they might have won it um, once, I think. Right. And I think it just goes on um, – I think it just goes on states – as well. So it's like Perth, Adelaide, Sydney, Brisbane, Canberra. I think there might be only four or five teams. Okay. Maybe five, five or six teams. Yeah. That, that's memory. a lot of traveling yeah. though. I mean, from Perth to Sydney, that's, uh, <laughs> that, that's quite a chunk of, uh, of yeah. Uh, land there. Yeah. You know right, what I, yeah. what it seems like Ulysses is uh, Sam kind of pays attention to the uh, ABL sort of as we pay attention to minor league baseball, like 
we know the Durham Bulls are out there, but we're not really fo- right. we're following the Rays. Like, well, I don't know when Durham won a championship. I know they're pretty good. I, right. I know that. So that's about the the extent of it. But Sam, do, has the ABL been uh, kind of a, a force for growing the sport throughout the country? I mean, is there a kind of a it, do you see it starting to grow and and is there more of a following now than you know a decade ago or so? Um, yeah, I think so. I think it is, but it's still not on our, um, it's not on like our mainstream TV, like, mm-hmm. uh, um, like public TV or whatever, um, uh, like free to air. Um, I think, um, and you have to really search for it to find a game. I think they, okay. they had a couple of games. They had a couple of games last year on YouTube, I think. Um, but generally I think you uh, have to pay for it to watch it as well. So, um, so similar to you guys over there. So it's growing, so it's not really out there yet for the mainstream. So how did you, Sam, become a baseball fan? Because this has to have a, a, an origin story, and, and uh, we, we'd like to hear it because if it's not that mainstream, how did you become a baseball fan? And then how did you become a race fan? Well, through a friend, uh, same, same deal. So 2010, um, he went over to uh, Tampa, um, went to a game in, at the Trop. Um, got all the gear and uh, came back and got me into it. And that's when I got into it, mid-2010. So, yeah, better race, got hooked. And better race fan ever since because, um, like, before that, I didn't really even watch baseball. Like, we went to – like, when we had the Sydney Olympics over here, 2000 mm-hmm. Olympics, I went to uh, the USA-Cuba game. Oh, nice. Um, over here. I think uh, USA won 4-0. But that was the only base – that's still the only baseball game I've been to, to be honest. Um, wow. Yeah, even though I watch the Rays every day, I try to. Um, but I've never, yeah, that was the first game I've been to, first and only. Yeah, yeah. That, that's my next question is with the time difference between where we are on the East Coast and then in Australia, the, the challenge or the difficulty of being able to watch games live. Do you find yourself having to record games and watch them later? You just catch what you can and watch highlights, especially during the playoff run this year. Yeah, so um, I get updates on my phone because I've got the MLB TV. Um, so I just get the updates on my phone and just watch what I can. And then just on, yeah, on my day off, I'll just uh, watch watch uh, watch the whole game. So, yeah. And then um, if, they, if they win, I'll watch the whole game back. Um, and if they lose, I might just watch the, you know, the home runs or if there's any highlights. Wow. So yeah. you'll know if the team wins or lose, and then you'll go back and still watch the game, depending on if it's a yeah. win or a loss. Yeah. Wow. That, that is something game. special because I could not do that. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Yeah. Because if, there, if I know the, if I know the result, I, I'll catch yeah. the highlights, but I'm not watching the entire game, but that's pretty cool. Only if they win. <laughs> right. That's what I'm talking about. Is, is there a, a time during the 2020 season where you saw your phone and you said, no bleeping way. I got to watch this as soon as I get home. If there was a time during the season that that happened, can you tell us which game? Uh, probably Brosso's home run. I was at uh, oh. my sister's <laughs> 50th. So um, wow. I rang my mate. I ran, ran my mate straight away because I was watching it on. Uh, I was actually, well, I was watching it on my phone. They just said oh, I was going to duck out and you know watch what was going on, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then yeah, I had to had to go back home straight away and watch it, watch the whole game. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that Brosso home run, I was that was the best. 
Can't beat that. Wow. Uh, of course, of course. Yeah. And Sam, in Australia, and maybe where you are specifically, um, as far as people rooting for MLB teams, we know there's a little bit of a, there is a cult following for Rays fans, but do you find that are most people rooting for the Yankees or the Red Sox, or is it a random team or it's, it's really impossible to tell who, who people are rooting for in Australia? Um, just kind of what's the landscape with that? Um, from just because I was telling everyone that Rays were in the playoffs. So just because uh, yeah. I was so excited. So just, just from a work point of view, um, nobody knew what I was talking about. Um, <laughs> but when I'd say, oh, you know, they're, they're playing against the Yankees and they're like, oh, yeah, I know the Yankees. Oh, yeah, baseball, you know. Um, so everybody sort of knows the Yankees and the Red Sox. Right. But, um, but yeah, they don't know much about baseball at all, to be honest. Yeah. I gotcha. All we'll race, yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, speaking of the game and trying to grow the game, um, my first question is, when you became a fan in 2010, when you were introduced to the game and then you've kept watching it since for a decade, what has kept you coming back to watching the sport and the game? And because a lot of people, they, they've been kind of in and out of baseball or uh, after they grow out of childhood and, and stop playing little league in America, then they, they kind of move. All right, I'm going to watch. I'm just going to be a football guy. I'm going to watch football. Or I'm going to watch basketball. They don't, they're not watching as much baseball as we are. So what, what is kept you keep wanting to watch baseball and kept you involved in the game? Well, I think because I, I just kept on wanting to learn more about it because um, once, once you sort of get into it um, and you like, um, and you guys talk about it all the time, the stats, you know, you got to love the stats, you know, like uh, there's a stat for everything. And, yeah. um, <laughs> and, what does a lefty um, hit yeah. against a lefty pitcher who had pasta the night before, but it was the rainy yeah. day while he ate the pasta. What's his slugging percentage then, Sam? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, I started listening to, uh, like, I know um, Ulysses, you love uh, um, BA and uh, Dwayne. Right. And then I got, I got into, um, I always link up the MLB TV with Andy, David Andy now. So I love the, the radio, the radio guys. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That made the so, playoffs yeah. for me so yeah. special. Putting the TV on mute and then listening to Dave and Andy. Kevin gave me that idea, I think, on the first day of the wild card series. And I'm forever indebted to Kevin for that little tip because ever so often when I had to listen to the mainstream, like uh, if, if Dave and Andy were on a break or whatever, I wanted to see the reaction on the TV. It was just not the same. So, yeah, I agree. Dave and Andy uh we're, we're pretty good uh, to have in the play they just love it they're just fans aren't they they're just like yeah. you guys just come you know just loving the game loving exactly. the race it's so good it makes such a difference yeah they, they've got such a great chemistry too like not not yeah. a not a dull moment in what they're doing what's funny ulysses i gave you that tip and that suggestion and i did not use it at all i did not, <laughs> i did not by the time i would turn on the tv i was like ah, it's already started i don't know if i want to try to work and figure this out and then i miss a big moment when i'm trying to connect yeah. the radio and the television. It was just too difficult for me. And, and I wanted to get, remember, I had to get the TV perspective yeah. too. So if they made a blunder or mistake, I had to bring that to you and say, right. We had to call out a Jimmy Rollins or a John Smoltz or a Rich Waltz sometimes, right? Thank you for taking the bullet for me there. I really wouldn't have been able to do it. We, we wouldn't have done, <laughs> we would have known what the national media would have said if, uh, if it was the other case around. So really, thank you. It would have been a difficult test. I will take that bullet for you, Ulysses. I will take that bullet. <laughs> um, so, 
Sam, my next question on this is, so you've been watching baseball for 10 years. You enjoy it. You love the stats. You love the announcers, at least as far as a race perspective is concerned. Is, are there some things or is there something you'd like to see to improve the game going forward to kind of keep your uh, fandom engaged? No, I think it's, uh, I think it's good the way it is. Um, like the more you tinker with it, the, you know, the less, the less you like it, I guess. Like you might get, um, you might get some more people into the game, but I don't know. I, I think it's good the way it is now. Um, even though I'd, I'd still like the, the three, three batter rule, I think, um, we'd go back to the old one, which would be good. Just a single batter or whatever. I didn't really see that one being so controversial during the season, but everybody hated it before. So I hated it. I didn't, I didn't like it. Um, but I didn't see it, you know, kind of being a, a very important moment in a series. Like if you can tell me one time where a guy was left off uh, up there because he needed to, honestly, I, I couldn't tell you more than two or three times during the season. And the Rays played 80 games. And to not even yeah. come up with one time, it, it's it tells you that that rule didn't really do that much. Yeah, yeah, I I, yeah. Can't, I can't find uh, a lot of things with that. I know there were a couple instances, but maybe over the course of 162, we would see that kind of come out more glaringly with that. I'll tell you, from a Rays perspective, it probably has meant less. Like if you're already mad about the amount of pitching changes, if if they went back to the <laughs> one batter. Rule uh, that that would you know that would make fans uh, some fans infuriated. Um, I guess the other thing with that rule too is that uh, if you get the you, you face the three batters and all right, or all right, we've got two outs. Let's bring on a lefty to get this last out. Then he doesn't co- have to come back out again for right. two more bats. So it's it's kind of like a a three batter rule with an asterisk if you want to look at it that way. Oh, so I like the, like the 2017 and 2018 championships. Gotcha. Okay. Thank exactly, you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I like, I like Sam's thought here. You listen, I guess you're, you're sort of, I mean, that's sort of been your thought is you can only tinker so much before you're, it's not baseball anymore. It's, it's basketball or something like that. Look, the game has survived since 18, in the 1860s. Yes. It has changed somewhat a little bit, the mound, the, the different things here and there, but like I, I kind of agree with Sam the, if the game has survived this long, it's because it's good. People will follow it. Now I do think MLB has an issue with, for example, putting gold glove uh, awards or BBWA, whatever it was the other night <laughs> while election night is happening. <laughs> like, I mean, MLB needs to have a little bit better command of its resources, of its assets. I'm pretty sure if Mike Trout goes into a Publix, uh, a lot of people won't know him. I'm right. pretty sure if LeBron walks into a Publix, everybody will know him. So, I mean, I think they need to market yeah. their assets a little bit better. Uh, but the game itself, I see really, honestly, no issue with the game itself. Maybe the the strike and ball count after seeing those umpire scorecards come out after each game in the postseason, that really got to me. I'm like, okay, yeah. you can't have a 75% accuracy inside the strike strike zone that's that's if imagine if we were all 75 percent good in at our job would we have the yeah. job security that any other umpire uh, does i don't think so a, a couple of things you listen i actually liked the fact that the gold glove awards were on election night because i was able to be distracted a little bit from all <laughs> the craziness and the cluster f right. that has been and also 
uh, based on this election, uh, they couldn't run their awards anytime this week because we don't have a win, you know? So when did, all right, well, are we going to have to delay the gold gloves till December because this thing is still going on. So maybe they were kind of thinking outside the box there knowing, Hey, we just put it because this thing is going to keep the, the count's going to still roll till Wednesday, Thursday, and probably a long time. So we got to get these awards Oof. in. Touche Manfred there. Yeah, I saw this meme. Uh, it was Bill Murray from Groundhog Day saying, it's election night again. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been happening this whole week. Um, I want to go back to, uh, okay, you said, you mentioned the Olympics. Awesome. I love the Olympics. I'm a sucker for it. Uh, all international uh, sporting events. Love it. I, that you can, that's for me the, the best ever. You said 2010 was when you became a baseball fan. So you kind of missed out on the World Baseball Classic there with Australian in, in, in 06 and maybe 09. Or is that something that you're looking forward to in the future, to kind of now having baseball so much uh, as a part of your fandom, to now root for Australia's best going against America's best, Dominican, Venezuelan, Mexico, every other country, you know, but representing your own country. Is that something that you're looking forward to? Yeah, I'll definitely watch it if it's on. Um, I know our our players wouldn't, can't really compete against like uh, the big guys, um, but I definitely watch them, definitely watch them. I think around uh, our, like the Asians and everything, like even like, like Korea and Japan, they're so good. You know, yeah. like, um, yeah, it's hard to compete. It's yeah. hard to compete. But, um, you know, there's a few Aussies playing MLB and uh, minor leagues and stuff like that. So, I mean, we can only get better, I guess, in the future. But, yeah. Wouldn't hurt to have Liam Hendricks closing out games for Australia. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah, <laughs> that would be right. pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah, relievers and, uh, and kickers in football. Australia has been good to, to America with those, with those things. Um, Sam, I want to go back to this season and specifically, I like getting people's opinions and thoughts on things and kind of aggregating a lot of, a lot of views and viewpoints. Um, as we've been calling it, the decision, the decision for Kevin cash to take out Blake Snell in game six of the world series as the Rays had, a uh, narrow one nothing lead, and uh, Blake Snell was, for the most part, rolling through five and a third. What did you think about that move and maneuver uh, at the time, and if your opinions changed now at all with that? Um, I was okay with the decision, but like you guys, it was bringing Anderson in. You could see Anderson was – he was gone. He was done. Like from the Yankee series, he was done. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had, to, you had to put somebody else in there. Um, like I can see, I can understand why he made the decision because there's no run support. You know, if there was two runs, three runs up, then I think I think he wouldn't have had to take him out. But right. one nil with one on base, he had to take him out. But just the putting Anderson in, I think that was the biggest mistake. Look, I think that's become the thing, Ulysses, is that we're agreeing that yeah, Nick Anderson was not the guy in that situation, and also yes. Rays got to score some more runs. One is not going to do it against the, the LA Dodgers. And especially when you've got a COVID-19 positive Justin Turner in the lineup too, to, to help you out. A little bit. <laughs> well, well, that's why we had to highlight it. I, I know that right after the game six, we had like a couple episodes, uh, 
you know, moaning and, and groaning about that decision. And, and, and it was all very stuttering and <laughs> uh, from my end, because I was so angry, but really it does come to those two things. It's the offensive output that we actually talked about um, the, the week after the ineptitude there with the strikeouts uh, growing for five, six regular players and that can't happen in the playoffs. And it happened. And that's unfortunate. And second, putting Anderson in. There were many. I mean, if that's a stable, if you've got plenty of guys that can throw 98, why are you throwing Anderson? What kind of analytics is telling you that Anderson's the kind of guy? And the analytics also said to take out your guy that's pitching like a Cy Young. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Willie. Willie caught looking, man. you got to swing. <laughs> Willie has to swing. <laughs> <laughs> gotta swing the bat buddy kevin uh, kevin i love the way that you said that uh on yesterday's episode you gotta swing the bat man you gotta swing Whiffin it willie has to Whiffin willie yeah. for the record um because this was going to be a trivia question for sam but i'm deciding not to use it i'm using a different question uh willie adamas uh was eighth in all of baseball in strikeouts this past season 74 Oof. strikeouts uh, just That's below Javi Baez, sandwiched between Javi Baez and uh, Luis Robert there. Um, okay, uh, Sam, another question I've got for you is this offseason. It could be a, a slow boil. It, it could be a busy offseason. I think it will be a busy offseason for the Rays just based on the fact that they've declined the options of Mike Zanino and Charlie Morton. And they really, I mean, for all intents and purposes, don't have uh, a usable catcher on the 40 man roster right now, Renato Hernandez is the only viable catcher and he's probably not ready yet. Um, what do you think will be the team's approach uh, this off season in the hot stove league? What, what are you looking for them to do? How do you think some of this stuff shakes out with, with Morton's and Eno, the catcher situation, et cetera? Yeah, I, I don't know, actually. Um, I think they've got to get maybe a couple more bats, but, um, I don't know if they do because they've still got um, O'Grady who didn't play much, um, a Rosarena who only played like the end of the season. So, um, and you still got Margot Wendell. I'm not sure if you even need to get any more hitters. And the pitching seems to be okay, but it's just going to come down to like uh, the salaries and how much uh, like arbitration and everything. How much they're going to have to pay pay the players. So I think it's just going to like like you say. You know, the Rays are just going to be looking at how much it's going to cost and then we'll go from there. But I think they're, they're going to keep pretty much the same lineup, I think. Cutting and it's slashing going to prices. Be the back, that's, that's, that's the way to look. It's just going to be the backup, backup players, I think, maybe. But I think uh, Renfro has to go because he wasn't hitting. I know I'd love to see him, I'd love to see him um, for 162 games, see what he could do. But right. I mean, it just didn't happen this year. The way it worked out, so yeah, you can't pay him five million or whatever he's up for. No way. Yeah. So that looks yeah. the cheapest option, and um, hopefully, um, Nate Low and um, and O'Grady when he comes up, hopefully they hit. That's all you can, that's all you can do. You definitely have yeah. the parts to do some damage there if you want to um, get some offensive production there. Yeah. And I think again, to me, it's not even just about yeah, definitely the offensive production, but just. Slashing the strikeouts, slashing payroll, yeah. slashing strikeouts. Yes. Tommy Listella season, baby. <laughs> well, Get Renfro yeah. out of here. Uh, yeah. I spoke to somebody actually yesterday 
Well, I did a radio interview and uh, the host brought this point up. I think it's a little far fetched, but uh-huh. uh, I'm going to try to entertain you with it anyway. He thinks they're going to trade Willie Adamas this offseason and then okay. stick Wander Franco into the starting lineup game number one of 2021. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, God, I mean, look, would that be awesome? Uh, yeah, I think so. And everybody would love to see Wander uh, opening day. It's just not going to happen. The Rays are going to do exactly what they did last time. They, they thought they had a hitter in their hands with Will Myers. They're going to wait till June. Yes. They're going to wait so they have that half a year. Well, actually, no. They did that with Willie Adamas, too. And they did that with Brandon Lau, too. They wait until June, July for the call-up, and then you get an extra half season of, of, of control. That is not going to happen. And didn't those guys play some sort of double-A or triple-A ball? Thank you. And were they not 19 or 20 years old? They were probably 22, 23. Yes. Yeah. No. Not the same. Yeah, I didn't agree with him on that one. I understood where he was coming from. Like, I do think that is eventually the end-all, be-all. That will if you're another, that is going to be the move, like, a year, two years from now. Maybe. If you're another organization, maybe you do that. Uh, but, but not the Rays. But before we get to more talk with Sam, should we head to break? Yes, I do. Find, I've got one more question for Sam before we get to trivia, though. Um, Following the Rays since 2010, up until now, who is your all-time favorite Rays player? Oh, it's going to be uh, going to be long guy. That seems to be, to be the overwhelming choice. Yeah, can't go wrong yeah. with Evan. And uh, recently, um, going to be Lau, Brandon Lau. Okay. Sure. I think yeah, he's going to be a. It was a bit stressful when he wasn't hitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For all of us, even if you <laughs> Yeah, those 20 games were definitely hard to watch. Brandon struggled. But yeah. it was nice that he the couple hits that he got, especially in the World Series, were very clutch and were very were very big home runs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. I think Brandon Lau is gonna be a sneaky fan favorite for years and years to come. It's just uh getting him to be getting people to recognize him out of Nate Lowe and Josh Lowe getting the L-O-W-E's all. <laughs> and then that's going to be confusing for Joe Buck and the broadcasters and the national broadcasters and such oh, yeah. and everything like that. So, uh, okay, Ulysses, you were teasing it. It's that time for baseball trivia. It's time to grill Sam. But first, we've got to tell everyone about the best protein bar on earth, and that's Built Bar. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious than ever before. So many flavors, so many. They've got, I mean, basically 19, 20 different flavors. A lot of good stuff. Some of the new flavors they have include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. And I can tell you they're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're all soft and easy to chew. Uh, they're, all, they're also... Also, pretty darn healthy. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Um, this is what you're going to get from a Built Bar. I'm looking right in front of me. I have the cookies and cream, one of my favorites. Mm. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams snack carbs. You can eat about like three or four of those and still 
feel pretty good about yourself, right? I'm, I'm telling you, the other day I did some caramel brownie with just plain vanilla ice cream. I took your advice. Um, I'm not, I'm never not going to take your advice unless it's something dumb. But this is pretty. This is a pretty good idea, buddy. Thank you. Look, I I know a lot of people love drinking in protein shakes and doing all that, which is fine. Certainly fine. It's going to make you gassy. But that's, uh, that's okay. Uh, but I prefer to like, I want to eat something. I like to eat. Yeah. Exactly. I, I want to eat my protein and consume. Like I could have two cookies and cream built bar. That's 34 grams of protein, just 260 calories. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how yeah. they make the math work in the, the engineering work, but that's pretty darn good. That that's all you need there. Uh, also, I mean, this could be an idea. You, I mean, if you really want to go crazy with the protein and a nice little dessert or pre-workout thing, you have your favorite Built Bar and then your favorite protein shake. Maybe dip the Built Bar into the protein Ooh. shake like well, a cookies and milk situation. Like double dipping? I don't know if, uh, you know, maybe for George Constance we can double dip, yeah. but I don't know if we can't uh, do that. Well, I'm, I can tell you, I'm not sharing my, my protein drink with anyone else. So I'm double dipping, buddy. <laughs> okay. That's how I am doing it. Uh, okay. So having said all this, you want a case of Built Bars for yourself. We know you do. Here's how you do it. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and that'll get you 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, Ulysses, it is, uh, it's our, one of our favorite segments of the week and becomes even more favorite, even more enjoyable to do when we have one of our uh, listeners on the show to, uh, to do some, some baseball trivia, maybe some Rays baseball trivia. I'll tell you flat out, my trivia question is related to the Rays. Um, so I think mine's a little bit easier so you listen, yes. I'll let you go ahead and roll with yours, what you have for Sam. And then maybe I'll try to soften him up, get him on my side to end the show. Sounds yes, fair? <laughs> that, sound, that sounds good. Um, okay. By the way, Sam, if this is a, a bit too difficult, you got Kevin here to help you. I will tell you though, if you've listened to the show, as long as uh, we think that you have, you know that Kevin sometimes has a, a whiffing kind of uh uh, aptitude at him on trivia. So here we go. You're better there at trivia are. than him, yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is a fact, there. yes. Sometimes <laughs> I don't take the bat off my shoulder. There you go. <laughs> um, there are only four teams that have never won a Cy Young Award. Three of those teams are in the National League, one in each division. Can you name these four teams. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe um, San Diego? Padres? Incorrect. Incorrect. But I like the trend that you're going here with, with San Diego because these teams haven't really been to the postseason that often since like maybe 2010 uh if they're if they have been going to the postseason expended playoffs definitely uh were helpful for one team indians incorrect 
Strike two. I was going to say the Reds. Correct. Very good. That's that's one of the four teams. You got three left. Uh, Diamondbacks. Oof. No, incorrect. Randy Johnson got to uh, I think three uh, Cy Youngs in, in in a row or something crazy like that. The big unit. But I will yeah. tell you, they are expansion teams. Two that are left are expansion teams. Kevin, yeah, I'm, you want to? I'm like give Kevin. I'm, I'm not. I'm not that good at the uh, National League. <laughs> okay. Hey, you're not the only one here. Um, let me have a go at the American League. Yeah. Um, okay. American League, Toronto. Incorrect. Incorrect. Kevin, Austin. is that? No, incorrect. Uh, Kevin, you want to help no. him out? All right, with with. I can give. I can help you out with the National League. I can tell you the National League. One of these teams, pitchers don't like pitching in this city, <laughs> in this stadium. Humidity issues, ball flying out of the ballpark. Hitters love this place. Like if you're a pitcher and you go to this team, you're guaranteed to ha- your ERA is going to jump by at least one. Like Blake Snell's ERA goes from three to four, four and a half, something along those lines. If he's pitching. Uh, in this organization, Tyler Glasnow in the playoffs is not giving up three, four home runs. He's giving yeah. up six or seven home runs. Yeah. And did I say humidity? They put a humidifier in yes. the stadium, but it has to do with the elevation, correct? And the correct, all that sort of stuff. Yes. Now, this might not help Sam at all because <laughs> he's in Australia right now, but my geography is uh, not very good either. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey! If you start asking me questions about Australia, I, <laughs> right? I will tell you. I'm just going to tell you the Colorado Rockies. That's got to be one. Correct. Uh, yeah. The Rockies are one. The other yeah. expansion team was the Miami Marlins. Right? They oh, yeah. just got to the to the playoffs, but they haven't been so hot the last ten years. And the last one, this team. Uh, with against the Toronto Blue Jays in I think 2015, if memory doesn't um, betray me, the Texas Rangers. Right, the Texas Rangers. So those four teams have never actually won a Cy Young um, award. Couple notes on that: uh, the Reds might have a Cy Young award winner this year with yeah. Trevor Bauer. Uh, the Marlins are surprising because they've had so many good young pitchers and so many, but I guess they end up trading them away and they end up winning a Cy Young invariably <laughs> somewhere else, right. else with that. Uh, the Rockies, I don't think they're ever going to have a Cy Young award winner. Maybe the closest would have been Ubaldo Jimenez at the time. Right. That's the most recent one I can think of the Rangers. I guess, you know, it gets hot there too. Like it's. You know, yes, maybe the ball flies uh, out too. It's not like you know, it, it's, yeah. it's a pitcher's ballpark there. I don't know about the new one, the globe. I think the new one might be a little bit better with that because of the deep alleys in center field and okay. who know, with the roof that might change things a little bit. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll see the park factors and everything like that in a couple of years. So, um, I can tell you that was not an easy question, <laughs> but that was your hard one, right? I hope, yes, that was my hard one. Okay, yes. yeah, all right. Here we go, Sam. I think this is a little bit uh, more down your alley here. Um, so Ulysses and I have been talking a lot about strikeouts and strikeout rates and how the Rays position players, they're striking out all the time. Well, it got me thinking, 
who are the Rays all-time career strikeout leaders? And again, this is not pitchers. This is position players. This is guys who've, who've struck out swinging a bat in a Rays uniform. So in front of me, I have the uh, top 10 list. Uh, again, not necessarily a good thing. Maybe it speaks more to longevity of some of these guys. But uh, the, 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 the 10 guys who have the most strikeouts in Rays history, I need you to name me three guys on this list. Just three, and you're good. Is it any If he plays another year, I think he'd be on there. He is not. I think he's probably 11th. If I had to guess, he's probably right on the cusp. Okay. Look, if he plays in a Rays uniform this year, you know, he might jump up to 7th or 8th or something like that, but uh, I le- you're on the right track there. I'll give you that. I don't think he's played long enough in a Rays uniform probably, is what the thing is. Um, <clears throat> what about uh, Carlos Pena. You would be correct. He is third on this list with 811 strikeouts in a raised uniform. Um, ben Zobrist. Ben Zobrist, you are correct. He is number five on this list with 701 career strikeouts in a raised uniform. And I'm thinking just long-term because long-term, even though he was one of our best players, longer. Very good. He's actually at the very top of the list with 1,220 strikeouts. You want to keep going? You think you can get more or you want to leave it at, uh, on that note? Uh, what about uh, Logan Forsyth? Incorrect strike two. I'll give you one more strike. I'll give you another guess. So you miss. Uh, uh, I can't think of anyone else now. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah. I've got an arm blank. U- Ulysses, you want to give a shot? Yes, I got I got two guys, and they play okay. and they and they play the same position. BJ Upton. He is number two on this list with one thousand twenty strikeouts. Okay, and of course, Mister Green Eyes, Kevin Kiermeyer. You would also be correct. He is number six on this list with five hundred and seventy six career strikeouts the rest of the top 10 goes like this uh longo bg upton carlos pena carl crawford number four with 768 ben zobras five kiermeyer six seven steven souza jr 482 in his couple years he was striking out you know 180 strikeouts 170 strikeouts a couple years that'll put you up on the list desmond jennings number eight with 481 uh, Ulysses' best friend and workout partner, Matt Joyce, with 468, and uh, Fred McGriff with 433. So Look there we go. Wow. Man. Could you do a, th- a, a, a softball team with that now? Probably. That's a lot of That'd positions. That'd be a great softball team. That'd be great. Got a really good you- speed there. That would be, you know what, that would be a, that's a good idea. That is a fun idea is like retired baseball players get like an, an all alumni team together and have them. I want to see, don't the Yankees see like old time Yankees or something. Yeah. Yes. But I'd like to see it in a league form. I'd like to see a league form with retired baseball players and they play a 2025 game adult slow pitch softball season. That would be fun. You get some of those guys, some of those former pitchers out there spinning the ball and making it move even underhanded. Oh, that'd be and then, fun. And the thing is, you would have to put a home run limit on it 
because these guys have so much power. I mean, it, yeah. Even the average Joe who has good strength can, can pump a softball out. So you, there's gotta be a probably four home runs max for the game. And then you gotta, you gotta keep everything in the field. So, right. And so everything that goes out for a home run, it's just a double, just a double. Well, actually they count it as an out. So Ooh, you would count. You so then you would have to actually go for the, for the line drives for the yeah. singles. That is very interesting. Kevin, Kevin, we, how many ideas per show do we give MLB? This is unreal. We're too like many brain tank here. Way too many, by the way, I'll tell you, DJ LeMay, he would be great at adult softball. Just put it wherever. Cause you play yeah. four outfielders. Imagine adult slow pitch soft each row in this league. Yeah. Amazing. I would love to watch this. Man, I think we've got something going here. Yeah, okay, that's a good. tangent. That might be an episode for <laughs> yeah. for the future. Um, Sam, we really appreciate you for joining us and being part of the family. Um, did you enjoy yourself? Is this something you'd recommend to to other listeners out there to to give it a shot and be on the show? Yeah, definitely have a go. Lo- I love I'm it. Very, I'm, have to- I'm not very good at trivia, so. But if you're good at trivia, then yeah, give it a go. <laughs> hey, you're not the only one that's not good at trivia. You're, you're staring yeah. at one right here, buddy. I, I, I try to have, look, Ulysses trivia questions sometimes. I don't know. I, I can't there. I can't dude. I can't, I can't, I know I'm, I'm awful. Cause like, I, I, I think like these are pretty good questions. I, I, Cause you know what it is? I find them intriguing. Yeah. And, and, and instead of like, you know, looking for the answer first, you know, I just look for the question. I, I you got to teach me how to, you know, search for, for trivia questions, buddy, because this ain't it. I'm, I'm whiffing. I'm whiffing with my <laughs> well, questions. I think you're trying to you're trying to stump the Schwab here. You're trying to go. You're you're coming up with tough. But look, you're good. It's tough because you're good at trivia. So you're thinking, okay, let me think of hard questions. I don't want it to be too easy. That's not fun. That's not entertaining. It's like Michael Jordan coming back and trying to be a basketball coach and trying to teach guys how to not trip over. The- he'd, be a, he'd not be a good basketball coach because he, he doesn't know what really failure. He's been, he was so good. You know, wow. He doesn't understand the average guy that you know, can't hack it. So I it's think- usually the best coaches are usually guys that were – you know, subpar players like it. I mean, quite frankly, you look in baseball, Kevin Cash, Joe Madden, right? Terry Francona, those guys aren't going to the um, Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank that. This is, this is probably the only time in my life that it will ever be compared to Michael Jordan. So that, that, that's nice. So let's end Trivia's the show. Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On a good note. Thank you, Sam. Like Kevin said, thank you for joining us for being a loyal listener of the show. We really appreciate your support, uh, especially your tweets. When, when we get to interact on, uh, on the Twitter machine, and uh, it's going to be an, a busy off season, if slow, but it's going to be busy regardless. So I uh, hope you stay tuned to to Locked On Rays. No worries, thanks, guys. Rays up. All right, we once again want to thank Samuel Bayless for joining us and making time for us all the way over in Sydney, Australia. I had a good talk with him. If this is something you're interested in doing. If you want to be a uh, guest host, make an appearance on the Locked on Rays podcast. It's very easy for all the details to be able to do that. You can email us, lockedonrays at gmail.com, or if you would prefer to send us a Twitter DM, you could do that as well, and we can go on from there. Uh, reminder, be sure you check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash unfiltered. We already have a uh, one-hour podcast from this week. We'll have another one 
uh, over the weekend and maybe a blog post or two. We're, we're consistently posting content on that site. And you get, you get access to all the stuff we've done in the past too. A lot right. of this stuff is evergreen. You can just, hey, if you were, for example, uh, voting, going out to vote, you're waiting in line, you could have maybe knocked out a couple Patreon episodes. You can't yeah. get enough of us. And you, you're like, I I want some locked on rays on the weekend. Well, there you go. Patreon.com slash rays unfiltered. Um, all right. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on MLB Prospects. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you next week.